What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect podcast show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is, uh, well, I guess it's uh, Tuesday, September 4th. Uh, didn't want to do this on Labor Day. I had just gotten back from Vegas. Anyway, 2018, you guys listening to episode number 370. That's right, everybody, 30, uh, 30 shows away from 400 of these, man. Uh, it's been awesome, and it's been a pleasure to do. And uh, holy shit, do I uh, just have a great show for you today. A lot of stuff to talk about, man. The NFL is coming up. I'm going to be making all my predictions. I'm going to be doing it with Capper Network right here, making the predictions right now with you guys. It's going to be awesome. So it's definitely going to be a heavy NFL show because the first week of the NFL is coming on. But don't worry, I got my unacceptable. I got an amazing, amazing, um, you know, some really funny, cool stories um, about Vegas. Just got back from Vegas yesterday, took the red eye home after the final show out there, which I want to talk about because I I don't even know what to say. Las Vegas out there at the... um, World-famous comedy seller Las Vegas at the Rio was uh, probably the most fun I've had as far as just the entire gig and the amount of days and like, I mean, up there I should say at least top three, top five for sure in my entire career of doing stand-up. I definitely want to get into that, some hilarious stuff. Also, for you Patreon uh, subscribers, there is one that is still for August. It was taped with me and Bobby Kelly uh, from Vegas, and he's just sending it to me because we did a dual one. We did a, a TVE and a YKWD combined again with me and Bobby. So you guys are going to hear that from a hotel room late. Really funny shit, man. It's almost an hour, so it's a lot. So that's coming, and that is still um, part of August. Uh, Bobby, I'm waiting for Bobby to send it to me, and then there's going to be a bunch more this month. So thank you guys for subscribing, of course. Um, So a ton of stuff to talk about. We'll get to uh, everything. I'm going to try to get to everything. Uh, So many funny things. But of course, got to start out with the sponsors, guys. Capper Network. And here it is. We are literally two days away from the NFL's opening kickoff with, I believe it's the Falcons and Eagles because the Eagles won the Super Bowl, so that's how they usually do it. And um, yeah, Capper Network has all the games up there. A bunch of people have reached out to me saying that they're going to be signing up. It's for free, Capper Network. And uh, if you're new to this or you don't know, what are you talking about, Paul? What's Capper Network? Well, here you go. Capper Network, okay, is basically, um, if you know, it's a website where you do sports predictions, okay, and now with the NFL back, the NBA coming back soon, NHL coming back, it's not just baseball, it's for those dude I called it moments, you know when you talk to your friends and you're like, dude, I said that shit was going to happen, I told you that, you know, whatever, Milwaukee was going to win that game by blah, 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 well now... This is a site where not only can you make the predictions and go up on the leaderboard, but people could buy that advice. Um, So anytime people claim it, now you could be like, all right, well, Capper Network, go sign up for free and let's see what you got. Okay, it's for sports fans of all levels. It is 100% free to join. And I'm asking everybody, especially now, 
starting week one, you guys can just go and fuck around. It's for all different levels, whether you're like experienced at sports betting or you just do like fantasy sports. It's totally 100% free and you'll love it either way. Okay, you submit your predictions um, on the sports bets, on fantasy, whatever you want, and you conquer the leaderboard. How do you do that? You just pick right. You go on there, you wager the amount of units they give you, and the people that just keep building and building get up on this leaderboard. And I'm not going to lie, I've shit the bed with the Yankees and with baseball. Um... You know, but I'm waiting and I am going to do every sports prediction on Capper Network with you right now, right here on this show. Okay. Um, if you've never bet sports or never did fantasy, you can use Capper Network um, for free to see how it works. Okay. Uh, and if you would be profitable, if it would make sense for you. How cool is that? That for free, you could find out if it's something for you. Okay. If you're looking for um, sports bets or fantasy plays, you can. Uh, you can look at legit handicappers and check what they're doing, and you can use their picks to bet on. So even if you're not making money off of your picks, you can just be like, all right, this guy, Joe Smith123, is absolutely crushing it month after month, and he's profitable, so I'm just going to go with his picks. How perfect is that? They're going to have capping teams where you can draft the best handicappers and do it that way. So uh, you could even get hired onto a capping team for cash, you know, and, uh, you know, you could even create your own capping team. It's no matter which way you want to do it, okay? If you don't have any time for research but still want to make educated sports wagers, it's perfect. Uh, capping team generates sports picks. Uh, have already done the research for you. Just put your money on what they tell you. It's that easy, okay? You can buy picks from proven capping teams or create a team of your own. Uh, it's literally and legitimately 100% free guys okay to use and you make cash by predicting sports outcomes what's not to like on top of earning and bragging rights you can improve on your sports wagering and fantasy capping skills it's new it's growing they're always adding stuff pick it prove it profit right now I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and see where I go on the leaderboard listen it is only week one it usually takes me to week four to get my shit together but I'm also not only am I going to make a pick on every football game right now on Capper Network with you guys to let you know what I'm waging let you do all that I'm inviting all of you to do this with me seriously it I really want a shit talking thing on TVE you can email me your results email me what you're doing on, um, you know, unacceptables for TVE at Gmail, all right, and I will make my predictions of the Super Bowl, who's going to the Super Bowl for the NFC and AFC, you guys know how close I've come, uh, and I usually get people in there, so check that out, and also, guys, of course, all things comedy, we have a huge, big announcement coming, very big announcement coming soon, check them out, check all things comedy out for their podcasts, for their comedy albums, for their video content, uh, amazing stuff. They're so friendly to the artist. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you. You guys know that what they did for me with the album and all that. And um, and same thing with the special. So check them out at allthingscomedy.com and, and follow them on Twitter. Now, uh, speaking of Las Vegas, okay, um, I'm going to get into the sports and the NFL right now. Okay, so I'm going to do sports first and then I'm going to go into everything that happened in Las Vegas at the Comedy Cellar. Uh, just all the funny shit that went on out there. Um, I'm going to do my unacceptable 
and uh, I'll see about time with your guys' unacceptables or where we are with all that. Um, but here we go. Let's get into the picks of the NFL Week 1. I am on CapperNetwork.com as we speak. I'm at the Prediction Center making my picks, and I'm going to tell you guys every one of them this week, and we'll see how I do. All right, now I'm not going to do this every week. This is just week one. I'm going to go through every one of them. In the future of the podcast, if I love a game, I'll obviously tell you guys, oh, I like this. But I'm going to do my Super Bowl predictions, and I'm going to do all the predictions of week one, show you guys how I do it. Now, the first game is Thursday, okay, September 6th. I'm sorry if you hate sports. You could fast forward this podcast, Um, but I have to do this. Uh, this is basically like a holiday. The NFL is coming Thursday, and then every Sunday through is basically like a holiday. So, the first game is, like I say, the Super Bowl champions of last year, which are the Eagles, and they kick off home. Um, they kick off their game at home against the Atlanta Falcons. The point spread is they are minus two and a half on Capper Network, which means if you take them to win. If you pick the Eagles to win, they have to win by more than two and a half, which is obviously three. Okay? I am taking my units because you get five units per pick. Um, and I am putting one unit on the Philadelphia Eagles to cover two and a half. I think they're going to win by more than two and a half. The next game is the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, at the Cleveland Browns. <coughs> Excuse me. The Cleveland Browns are three and a half point underdogs. I am taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win by more than three and a half, so four or more. Why? Because the Cleveland Browns were 0-16 last year, and I just simply don't believe in them yet. Um, So that's why. Next game, Cincinnati Bengals at Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are favored by three. I think that that game could be a push, which means it comes out to be three which I think you don't lose. I, I, I got to double-check on that with this, but I am taking the Colts to um, win by three. Next game, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, and that was one unit I gave. So I gave, one, I gave two units to the Steelers, one unit to the Eagles. Now I'm wagering, and this goes. these units make you get on the leaderboard. So I'm going to do one unit for the Colts. Now, for the Tennessee Titans and the Miami Dolphins, The Titans are minus one and a half at Miami. I'm going to take the Dolphins getting one and a half. I'm going to submit one unit for that. Okay, San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. I'm rolling with Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers to win that game by seven or more, and I'm putting two units on it. So there you go. I'm taking them as the dog. Next game, Houston Texans at New England Patriots. Patriots are minus six, which means they got to win by seven to win the bet. I think they're going to do it. I'm wagering one unit on that one. Okay, now we are going Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are, I believe the Bucs are with a backup quarterback, and the Saints are minus 9.5, so they got to win by 10. I think they're going to win by more than 10, so I'm actually putting three, two units on that. Jacksonville Jaguars at my New York football giants. Okay, a lot of shit talking going on by uh, Jalen Ramsey over there saying that Eli's this and Eli's that. You guys know how I feel about that. 
Jaguars almost got to the AFC Championship game last year. They're going to be good. They're going to be hungry. But you know what? The Giants have a new offensive line. They got Saquon Barkley. They just gave a shitload of money to uh, Odell Beckham Jr. So here you go, folks. Three units on the Giants plus three, which means they're, I'm, I'm getting points with them. Buffalo Bills at Ravens. Ravens are minus seven. The Bills are all over the place. I'm taking the Ravens minus seven, one unit. Okay, Kansas City Chiefs at Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are minus three and a half. I'm going to take the Chargers minus three and a half, one unit. The Seattle Seahawks at the Denver Broncos. I'm just going to take Seattle plus three. They're getting three points. I'm going to take the points, one unit. All right? I, and again, I'm only doing this one time, and then I'm going to tell you who I think is going to go to the Super Bowl. The Washington Redskins at the Cardinals. Um, I don't see a spread. Does that mean it's a pick em? I guess so. Uh, I guess it is a pick em, right? I don't see a spread here, which means it's probably that. Yeah, so I'm going to take the, uh, I'll take the Cardinals at home. Why not? Dallas Cowboys at Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers are minus three. I am going to take the Panthers. Minus three, one unit. I also did one unit for the Cardinals. Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Packers are minus seven and a half. I think they're going to fucking blow them out. I'm taking uh, three units on the Green Bay Packers, which means they have to win by eight. I think they're going to do it. Uh, the Jets at the Lions. I'm going to take, oof. This is tough. I'm going to take the Jets getting six and a half points. I'm going to take the points at the Lions. All right? And uh, Monday night football. Oh, that is Monday night. Monday night is Jets and Lions. I'm going to take the Jets getting the points. And my final pick of week one of the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, wait. Who is the? Oh, shit. That's the Chargers. I'm sorry. I'm switching that. I thought the first pick... I thought the first pick I did, I screwed that up. You see that? I thought it was the Rams. It's the Chargers. I actually like the Chiefs instead. So I gotta try to, I gotta try to switch that here. Let me see if I can do that. Um, yeah, I gotta try to do that. Anyway, I thought that that was, I thought that that was the Chargers. All right, the final pick is the Rams at the Raiders. That's the last game Monday night. That's going to be a tough game. The Raiders are four-point underdogs to the Rams. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go. I'm going to take. I'm going to take the Rams minus four. Put two units on it. So there you have it. All right. So if you guys look, that's what I did. I took the Eagles. I took the Pittsburgh Steelers. I took the Colts. I took the Dolphins, I took the San Francisco 49ers, the New England Patriots, the New Orleans Saints, the New York Football Giants, the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to take the Chiefs instead of that pick. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals and the uh, Carolina Panthers, Green Bay Packers, New York Jets, and the Los Angeles Rams. And I just put all of the units, so the total units you guys heard, one, two, or one of them was three. 
and that's it. And then depending on how I do, I'll go up on the leaderboard on Capper Network and people will look. And if I do good enough and I build up, then eventually I could earn money on my picks. It's free to do it, guys. Go have fun. Tell your friends who talk shit to go and do it. This is literally the week I want to see you guys get on this thing because these people that run this are so awesome. And it's the first prediction center that I've ever went online. And it's exactly what me and my friends do. Okay? You don't care about me or these people or you don't have a soul if you... No, I'm just kidding. But I would definitely do it, CapperNetwork.com. Here's my Super Bowl predictions, everybody. I think... Oh, this is going to hurt to say because I'm a New York Giants fan and years that I don't pick them, they go. So maybe I'll just keep going with that theme. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers will go to the Super Bowl this year for the NFC. Why? Not just because they gave Aaron Rodgers the richest fucking contract in NFL history. Because that dude is healthy. He's a stone-cold assassin. He's coming off of that year where he lost half the year to injury. Um, And I just, that's who I think is going to go for the NFC. Uh, I'd love to see the Giants upset them in like an NFC championship game. And I'll hope for that. And maybe even if I believed that, whatever, I just, I'm just, I'm just saying what I think. I think it's going to be the Packers. That's how loyal I am. I can't even get it out. I think it's going to be the Packers for the NFC. And the AFC, I think, I don't know if I'm going to say Rams, but the Rams are coming. I just don't know if I love, you know, there's also the Jaguars. I don't love their quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo and them, I just don't know if it's ready. I don't know if they're ready yet. Um, The teams that I'm thinking, I'm thinking the Steelers, the Patriots, or the Rams. I know the easy pick is just to say the Patriots, but they're going to win their division and go. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it again, but that's what my pick is going to be. Oh, no, the Rams are NFC anyway. Um, don't think the Raiders have enough. I'm going to say the the Packers, the Green Bay Packers, and the New England Patriots will be in the Super Bowl for the NFC, AFC. I always predict them, uh, predict them before week one. I always predict them. I always predict them before week one, and that's what I'm saying now. There you have it. Go to Capper Network. I got the Packers, and I got the Pats. Um, and boy, do I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's the Giants and the Pats, and we beat them for the fucking third time. All right, so this has been the NFL uh, NFL picks. You guys heard them. Enjoy it. And you could even see mine. If you go there, you could probably see how I'm doing. Um, just don't judge me on the baseball shit that I did. All right. Um, so moving forward, I know that took up like 18 minutes, but you got to talk football. I mean, like I said, you get to be a fat fuck. You get to sit on the couch. You get to sleep. You get to watch games. You get to look at your fantasy score. You get to bet on games. You get to, I mean, what's better than NFL football on Sunday, Thursday, Monday? I mean, it's just the greatest thing ever. Um, and speaking of that, speaking of wages and all that shit, I just got back from Las Vegas, everybody. Uh, again, I was out there for the comedy seller, Bobby Kelly, Rich Voss. Keith Robinson, myself, the first night before Keith got in, they had um, young up-and-coming comedian uh, Rocky Dale Davis and uh, Kathleen Dunbar, who is like a staple out in Vegas. Great story. Um, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast or not, but if I did, um, 
this will kind of put it together. Uh, years ago, I, I did tell about when I drove out with my brother. Years ago, literally 2003, I was like just new, barely, you know, I had a day job. I was just trying to, you know, doing open mics or whatever, you know, like the first open mic I ever did was in 99, but then like for the first couple of years, you're not getting on stage, you're barely doing it, you know, like weeks and weeks will go by and then you'll go do five minutes somewhere. Like it's really hard to get on stage in New York City. So uh, I was going up and I was doing this room uh, in New York City where I had to stand in Times Square and hand out tickets. I just had to hand out tickets. Hey, come to the show. Come to this comedy show. Great comedy show. And I'd literally be standing there just handing these tickets out, hoping people would come in. And that's how I got stage time because I wasn't good enough to just go on. So that's how you'd get on. You would, They call it barking. You'd be out there in the middle of New York City. I was literally in Times Square. I remember seeing like people I went to high school with go down with their families to Broadway shows. And they'd see me there just handing out tickets and shit. And... Uh, then they would give you like five, six minutes on a show or whatever it was, and you would go and or twelve minutes, and you would go and do it, and and that would be that's how you that's how you paid your dues. So um, anyway, there was a festival gonna happen in Las Vegas in two thousand three, and the guy who won and if you won your New York audition, they flew you out, but they had different cities with auditions, and the guy that won in New York, I just. You know, I worked with a lot, and I just thought I was as funny, if not funnier. And I was like, where's the next one? And they were like, Boston Today, you missed it. So the next one was Chicago, and me and my brother drove out there 15 hours. And I was nervous, and it was only three-minute audition, and I didn't know what to expect. And we drove through the night, and we get to the hotel at 5 o'clock in the fucking morning for me to do a 9 a.m. audition. By the time I fell asleep and the alarm went off, I basically got three hours of sleep. I'm the last one. It was a two-day-long audition. They said they really didn't find anybody good. I guess I found out after. Or nobody had a good audition, I should say. And I remember going into this tiny little room. There's three people that were uh, these three judges. And they said, go stand on that tape and go and do your three minutes. And I stood on the tape and I did a three-minute audition and I remember the first joke going well, and they're laughing and laughing, and they loved it. And I remember going, oh, my God, this is going well. I might have had it. I might have I won. And I remember walking out, and I'm hearing this woman just go, loved him, absolutely loved him. And then happened, just so happened that that day, my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, Stacy, calls. She goes, hey, the Yankees are in town playing the White Sox. So me and my brother got tickets to that, even though we were exhausted and literally had to leave in the seventh inning because we just couldn't hack it anymore. Uh, and the next day we find out, and my wife on the way back, on the drive back, my my uh, girlfriend at the time, Stacy, uh, my wife now, she goes, she's like crying. She goes, you won. They're flying you out. You won the whole thing. And it was so friggin' cool to do that. And uh, the reason I'm telling that story again is because she was on the show with the seller. So she doesn't really remember me. And of course I remember her. And like, you know, she was the reason. I got flown out to Vegas. I did well on the festival. I didn't win my category, but I was like one of the people with a really good set. And, uh, you know, they put me up. And this was older Vegas. The Stardust was still there before they fucking collapsed it and all that. And um, I remember I was talking to Bobby Kelly. Or, and they were like, oh, Kathleen Dunbar is going to be on the show because so-and-so... Uh, Bobby doesn't come in until Thursday and Keith doesn't come in until Friday. So you're going to have these other two comedians. And I go, oh my God, Kathleen Dunbar. I go, she was a judge. 
that picked me to come to to come to a, a Vegas festival when I was so young and new and didn't know what I was doing. And I drove to Chicago for the audition. So she walks into the green room last week, last Wednesday. And I just look at her and she looks at me and I smile. I say, hey, how you doing? I'm Paul. I said, I don't know. You don't remember me, do you? And she goes, no. And I said, uh, I auditioned for you to be at the Las Vegas Comedy Festival in... Uh, in you know last minute and I drove across I drove like 15 hours to Chicago she goes oh my god she goes are you the kid that drove with his brother and I go yeah that was me she goes oh my god I still tell that story she goes I still tell the story of 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 you driving and and we loved you and we couldn't find anybody and you were the last one to walk in the door and I remember the Yankees were there and I was like yeah and she was just like oh Verzi I gotta go out there and watch you and you know, luckily I had a good set and she was like, oh my God, that was great. And it was just like, she's like, see the way the world, everything comes back. And it was really cool. So how cool is that? You know, uh, that, that woman that like was this huge gatekeeper for me at that time was now my peer and, and on this show that I was doing and, and it was just so cool. So, so that was one of the first things that happened, but oh my God was there. Then Bobby comes in and Keith comes in and uh, we talked about it on a little bit on the Patreon thing, so I don't want to give too much away, but let's just say we had to do press on Friday afternoon. So they take me and Bobby, a driver picks up me and Bobby Kelly, and we go to like their afternoon news show, okay? And um, it's called like Vegas Now, but it's on TV. It would be like, I don't know, like the, I don't know, Pix 11 here or something, or I, I don't know. It was, just, it was basically like their local news show. Anyway... I'm sitting on the thing. I probably, I, this should, you know what? I should give this to, it is on the Patreon with us and we talk about it. So it's not fair for me to give this away on here, but let's just, I'll just say this. Um, we, we were, uh, I smacked Bobby Kelly in the face on live TV and then he smacked me in the face, uh, unbeknownst to the anchors, but you'll hear the planning of it and how it all transpired, what happened before, how that came about and what happened after so funny we had such a good time we were laughing our fucking asses off and i gotta tell you the gigs were the room is the best room and i mean no disrespect i mean absolutely no disrespect to brad garrett uh and brad garrett's uh comedy club at the mgm they were great to me i had a great time there you guys know brad garrett played um ray romano's brother on everyone loves raymond the big guy you know, hey, Raymond, you know, the big voice. Um, he's a great guy, and he runs the club. It's his club, and I performed there a couple times. Um, one thing I would also like to say on this podcast is uh, Brad's brother, Paul, ran the club and managed the club. He, uh, I think it might have been his half-brother because I think, I think that was the story, but also a tall guy and um, super nice, super sweet guy. Uh, found out uh, on the golf course in Vegas this week that he had passed away. Uh, he was sick, and they found out it was cancer, and uh, I guess not, not too long after he had passed. And uh, so I just want to say on my show, my condolences. Um, Paul was always nice. He was so great. And, um, you know, to Brad and everybody there, I'm sorry. My condolences, and um, it's just an awful thing. Uh, he was great to me. made me feel welcome out there. Uh, and Brad has a great room at the MGM, 
But just the way this comedy cellar in Vegas is designed at the Rio, the way the ceilings are low, it's kind of stadium seating, but not really. It's very subtle. Like it does slowly go up in the back, but it's it's just the dimensions are perfect and the room absolutely just, it popped so great. And um, the, the rooms were almost sold out even on Labor Day weekend. The, the lineup was nuts. Like, everybody was like, anybody could go last. Anybody could kill on this. Like, it was just, nobody wanted to follow anybody. Everybody was just killing. And, and I got to say, I did not, I don't know the last time I had, I was a part of a showcase where four or five people are doing between 15 and 20 minutes and had it kill that hard. Like, there was one night I would be like, oh, my God, like, one night I got off and I just crushed. And I'm not saying that to be arrogant. I just had a great set. You know, just one of those nights where everything worked out. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then Bobby goes up. And then he just crushes. And then Keith Robinson went up. And he just crushed. And then Voss sat down on the stool, looked at the crowd, starts doing crowd work. And then he murders. And, like, people left this place exhausted. It was amazing. It was so fun to be a part of it. A uh, shout out to Liz, Liz who manages the club. She was out there, man. She made sure she she had red wine for Bobby. She had bourbon for me. She had she was bringing back these flatbread pizzas and and wings and and all kinds of food out uh, back there for us. There's pictures online. Um, such an amazing amazing time. Shows were seven and nine, so we were done by eleven o'clock at night every night, and um. Oh my God, did we have a good time. I played uh, golf with Rich Voss three times. Bobby came the last time. The guy has not golfed in five years. And he's like, dude, am I going to be holding you guys back? I don't want to be. He bought like a golf shirt. He was all excited. He fucking killed it. To the point I was almost annoyed. I couldn't. I was like, why is this guy... Why aren't we laughing at this guy going into the woods and going into the water? That's what you're supposed to do when somebody doesn't play golf. He bought his fucking shirt. He bought a, you know, and he, he rented clubs, and we didn't know if it was going to be a disaster. This guy got a birdie. Me or Rich didn't get a birdie on any of the three rounds we played. Bobby played one round and got a birdie. His drive crushed into the middle of the fairway. Then he takes out a five wood, and he crushes it to the green close to the hole, and then he puts it in for a birdie. And we were like, what the fuck? I mean, don't get me wrong. He had some shots that weren't great, of course, when you don't play for that long. But all in all... It was just like the opposite of holding us back. He murdered it. It was nuts. Uh, me and Rich played by ourselves. Saw the snake. I don't know if you guys saw that on um, online. I got to post that up. But we saw a snake. I tried to fucking post it. I'll post it up for the uh, Patreon uh, subscribers. For $3, guys, you get all this shit. I don't know what you're waiting on here. Um, Voss just goes, oh my god, look at that snake. And uh, it was sick. There, at first we thought it was, someone was like, oh, that's a diamondback. It wasn't. It was called a bull snake. And the bull snake just has like, it's got these black spots. It's a, it's not really thick, but it's not a fucking garter snake. I mean, this is a snake snake. It was about four or five feet long, just going along. I saw a road runner on the court. But it was some of the nicest views you will ever see. Like you're, if you never golfed in Vegas, it was sick. We're just standing there and like you're in a picture and then there's these red rock mountains around you that just look like Hollywood backdrops. It looks like they're just going to be like, all right, guys, that's a wrap. Lift up the screen and they're just going to roll it up. It looked fake. 
uh, and Voss, we were crying, laughing because the third di- the third round, the one that Bobby did play, um, Rich Voss hit a cactus with his go kart. He was look, I mean, go kart with his golf cart. He was looking at his phone, and he was just looking at his phone, not concentrating. And we just hear a crash, and we hear golf clubs go everywhere, and the back of his golf cart goes up, and he goes, "Ow!" And it was a legit accident. Bobby goes, dude, that wasn't a crash. He goes, that wasn't like a bump. He goes, that was a fucking accident. His steering wheel goes into his sternum. He had to like get his shit. To, he had to like get out of the cart and get his shit together. We were crying, laughing. Um, so much fun. It was so. It was so ridiculous. Um, and then you know, and then we were just laughing, like when we somebody would hit it bad. Um. Just such a really good time. The only regret that I have is I'm going to myself. I really woke up at 9 o'clock every morning in Vegas to get in a car and go play golf. But it's like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to be laying in the fucking hotel room, not doing shit, contemplating going down, losing money, which I lost a little bit. Um, but here's one of the coolest stories uh, about the Vegas trip. Uh, the night before the last night, because uh, the last night we did two shows Wednesday through Sunday. Seven and nine every night. And I decided I'm flying home. I'm flying home on Sunday night at 12 o'clock. I'll be done before. I said, look, I'm going, you know, I'm going first on the show. All right. So the show started a little late, like 920. Host did 10. I did 20. So before 10 o'clock, I'm done. Okay, the airport's 15 minutes away. I'm going to have an hour and a half easy before. So I pack my bags. I go downstairs to the show with my bags packed, ready to leave. Um, the night before, Voss hooked us up with this place called Top Golf, where it's basically like, you know those layered driving ranges where there's people on top and in the middle and on the bottom and you just drive balls? This has a game where there's big targets like you would do with lawn darts and get points, except you drive the ball and they have the golf clubs and you eat and drink and sit in your section. And then when you go up, you just hit the ball into the thing and you get points. And uh, of course I won. Bobby started doing really good in the first game, but we scored it wrong and we had to restart. And he goes, fuck you guys, that's a win for me. So we gave him the win. And then I won on the next one. But it was so much fun. See how competitive I have to say that shit on the show? It was so much. I'm drinking vodkas, sitting on a couch, talking, laughing with everybody. They're like, all right, you're up. And you just get up and you grab a golf club and you stand on the mat and you just drill it out into the sky. And if it lands on one of these targets, you get points. You obviously aim at it. And the further out target you get, the more points you get. It was nuts. So much fun. Um, So the last night we're there, okay, the last night that we're in Vegas, um, I took out a couple hundred bucks that I lost, uh, and I was kind of pissed off about it. And um, I get off stage, and Bobby and I was like, "Dude, great week! That was so awesome!" And I, you know, I just give everybody a hug. I thank them, and I just start walking through the casino floor. And I had thirty-five dollars in chips on me, right? And I walked right past the cashier, and I'm like, "I could go, you know, I could go get." my money i could just go give the 35 bucks and you know pay the uber with that and tip the uber or whatever with that and whatever it is you know and i'm like why would i i'm not gonna do i got 35 dollars in chips i have about 10 minutes really let me just walk past the table and put them on a put the chips on a couple of uh, numbers there and see what happens so 
I walk past the roulette table. I play the numbers that I always play, including um, my kids' birthdays. But instead of putting dollars on them, which pay 35 to 1, I was like, I'm going to put nickels on them. I'm going to put $5 bills on a handful of numbers. Whatever. Seven numbers, that's 35 bucks, right? So I take my money and I put, uh, you know, the money on the the money on the numbers. So I put $5 on seven numbers. And sure enough, I hit as I'm walking out. And they start giving me a stack of nickels, you know, a hundred, this and that. And I'm like, no, just give me, color me out. I want the, I want the big chips. And I ended up getting, after it was all said and done, I got $175 from 35. So I made myself $140 in literally one minute, took it, went to the cashier, got that money, put it in. And that kind of made up for the $200 that I lost or close to it. Uh, that I lost during the course of the week playing craps and playing roulette. So it was such a cool send-off. I get in the Uber. We get to the airport in less than 15 minutes. It might have taken literally 10 minutes. So I'm there super early. I go through everything, and I just wait, and I get on this red eye. My seat was completely uncomfortable. But here is my unacceptable for everybody. This is going to get me riled up because it was really fucking disgusting. And uh, I can't even believe that it's allowed. This is how fucking gross this was. Um, I'm waiting at my gate. I ate shit because I, I, I was so tired and I knew that I needed to sleep through the night. Right? I, I just needed to. So I'm walking um, to the – I'm waiting at my gate. I throw out all my food shit, my drink shit. I'm just waiting there. And I just see this guy and he's almost like – he's almost like happy his feet are slapping the – his bare feet are slapping the floor. Right, and he's just walking through, and I just look at him, and he's got this like it was almost like an arrogant walk, you know. So it's not only like okay, yeah, you're barefoot in this airport, but he was like he wanted people to know. He might have even had like a fedora on, or like a it was almost like an undersized fedora, if that's not more annoying, you know what I mean? Like this stupid little hat, and he had this like flamboyantly like you know just walk, and I'm like, all right, whatever. And I look at his feet in disgust. And then that's when I saw it. That's when I saw one of truly probably one of the most horrifying things and one of the most disgusting unacceptables I ever saw. His heels were just completely bleeding and blistered. So his heels were scraped off and just blotches of blood and bleeding and disgusting. Now, obviously, that's probably why he didn't have shoes on. But you don't do that shit, you sick little fucking freak. I don't, nobody wants to see that. So not only do you hear his feet slapping on like the fucking, you know, the hard, cold, whatever, fake marble floor or whatever. But then you look at his heels and they're just, it looks like somebody took a knife and was going to like carve the skin off an apple. But they did that with his heels and it was just like blood. And it just was all cut up. And I literally, I had just eaten. I just had a burger. And I was just, I had a drink. And I just looked and I was like, oh. And I I didn't even know what to do. It was so gross. And I just wanted to be like, how is somebody here not going, sir, you can't have bloody feet while you're walking down. You're like, what the, how unacceptable is that? Just like, yeah, we get it. You're in a stupid little funny hat and you're getting the fuck out of Dodge. Why don't you cover your feet? How about you? Like, there has to be a rule in public places that that if forget even bleeding if like you're at a place where there's other people 
you can't do that. Like you have to have some sort of like a minimum needs to be a flip-flop. And by the way, I'm getting annoyed with people calling flip-flops slides now. Let's let's like slides. When did what is that a new? How about just call them flip-flops? Okay? If your if your toes are exposed and it's just a strap that goes across the top of your foot, how about that? How about it's just it's a flip-flop instead of oh his slides, whatever. You should at least have flip-flops or slides. This guy's walking barefoot bad enough, but now bloody is allowed. It was the grossest thing fucking ever. I would have loved for that guy to miss his flight because security just said, dude, what are you doing here? Okay. There's a million places in here where you could get bandages. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go get socks and a bandage and you're going to have to buy flip-flops or take whatever shoes you have on you after you bandage up your feet and put them on or you're not getting on that airplane like that. Period. That's what that's what should have happened. It was one of the grossest, most disgusting things that I've ever seen and, and unacceptable. I don't understand how it was allowed. Ugh. If you would have saw it. And then the little sleazy fuck that was walking with it like he was, ugh. It was almost like, look at me, my feet are bleeding and I have a fedora on. Isn't that fucking weird? It's like, yeah, no, it's disgusting. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah, I was, uh, it, it kind of ruined it. And then, I, I will say this, the flight home, a little disappointing. I was so tired, all I wanted to do was fucking sleep. My wife booked it for me and she goes, oh my God, I think you're in an exit row. I got you an exit row. I was the seat in front of the exit row. So not only was I my knees close to me because I was, but it was like I didn't even have a window to lean on because it was the seat that's kind of in. So it was just free on the right side of me. So even though I was the last one and should have been the window, I couldn't be because all of that space was for the guy behind me's feet and legs and he was next to the fucking door. Absolutely brutal. Me and the guy next to me just kept trying to sleep by turning opposite of each other and hitting each other. It was brutal. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did end up sleeping for a little bit, but um, now I got to tell you, man, like going to Vegas with friends, buffet stunk um, and... You know, there were definitely some things that, you know, but super comfortable beds. The comedy club was amazing. Golf out there was amazing. Top golf was insane. So fun. And, um, yeah, it was just great. I mean, next time I'm going to probably go to a different place to play, you know, and, and see some stuff. But I had a, I had a really great time out there. And uh, I recommend anybody, if you go out to Las Vegas, you got to go to the Comedy Cellar at the Rio. It is seriously um one of the best comedy experiences i've ever had and i've and i've seen i mean i did 10 shows and every crowd walked out like holy shit that was nuts i, I could honestly tell you that i'm not saying that because i was a part of the show i'm telling you because everybody was a part of the show and everybody fucking murdered it was really funny slapping bobby on live tv you guys and the clip is on social media you could watch it you could you could watch that i slapped them during an interview <laughs> Because we didn't want to do the typical, like, ah, so, you know, you got into comedy at what age? Or, who you know, who are your heroes? It's just like, dude, slap me in the face when I started talking. And, and, and it just went on. It was really funny. I'm trying to think of some other cool memories. Um, but, yeah, the whole thing. It was, the whole thing was just super fun. Smoked a bunch of cigars. Um, one lady. Oh, here's a story for you guys. Last night, the last night we're there. Saturday night, it's late, smoking a cigar down in the round bar area, and there was this heavy woman, 
smoking a cigar up, just dancing by herself. You know when you see somebody who's like, I don't give a shit, I'm going to have a good time myself. But it was kind of like a real heavy set woman with a cigar in her mouth. And she's just dancing, giving looks to people as she's dancing, doing moves. And she was one of those where she was smoking a cigar without her hands. So she'd be on the dance floor dancing. She had this big fucking stove hanging out of her mouth. And she's dancing and looking and kicking her feet up. She had this big, ugly yellow outfit on. And uh, she sees us smoking. So she dances her way on over to us. And she was like, yeah, you know, I'm from Dallas uh, by way of California. Originally from California, but I'm a Dallas girl now. You know, we come out here every, you know, so-and-so. have a good. She's just dancing, and she just doesn't stop talking. She just doesn't stop talking. Then she's like, yeah, me and my husband, we have an understanding. And that's when I know, okay. Like, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, she's definitely, she was on the prowl. She's like, yeah, I'm married. You know, my boyfriend, he could do what he wants. I mean, my husband could do what he wants. And, and, you know, we've been married for so many years and we just know. And he knows that I'm going to go out here and do what I want and this and that. And she's just like dancing and doing it. Yeah, well, I'm from California. So, you know, but I'm in Dallas now. And Dallas, and she just kept talking. And I did everything I can. I was like, yeah, all right. Well, listen, it was nice to meet you. You know, it's like, what else do I have to say that this is over? You know, this is over. A, I got a ring on. Okay. Bobby's sitting next to me. Bobby's got a ring on. All right, and we're just sitting there, and she's just going in, and she's like, yeah, when we come out to Vegas, we have a good time. Always come out to the Rio, which, you know, that's not the greatest, but, you know, the whole deal. And then finally, after the third time, well, it was nice to meet you. She finally got it, and she, like, backed off and kept dancing and did that, and I just had to vent. I just looked at Bobby, and I was like, dude, yeah, I know. You're from, da- you're, yes, you live in Dallas. You're from California. What? It's not going to, and I just kept talking and going, and Bobby just started crying, laughing, because I had to get it out. And I was a little buzzing, so I needed to, uh, I needed to just vent. And it just was, and then I just look over, and some other guy sitting next to her with his hand on her ass. And she was like, I mean, no disrespect to heavy women here, but she's probably like, you know, I would say a good, th- you know, three probably a good, you know, maybe, you know, three and a quarter. And this guy's just sitting next to her with his hand on her ass, like dancing and smoking and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, she, it was just, it was, it would have, it could have been a comedy sketch of somebody that kept repeating themselves and wouldn't leave. I didn't even, I didn't even know what to say. Uh, it got to one point where Bobby started staring at like the exit sign or like just staring off into space. Cause there was nothing else to talk about. And I'm just like the nice guy going like, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, wow, wow, yeah, that's great. Well, anyway, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, and I'll tell you, man, we come back and we do this, and have you done this? And uh, No, I haven't, but no, that sounds cool. We'll definitely look into that. It's nice to meet you. Oh, yeah, well, California was cool, but, you know, I'm in Dallas now for so many years, but and I, it just was, it was like Fred Armisen in that SNL sketch where they just keep, talk, they just keep talking and the seasons change, Except this is like precious minutes of a Saturday night, the last night in Vegas for me. And I'm sitting there enjoying a cigar, talking to a buddy, you know, having a having a drink. It's like, we need to wrap this up quick. You know, this is not going to happen. So, you know, it's not going to happen. I'm married. You know, you're, you're you know, it's not going to... I mean, I, what, if I was single, if I was single, okay, you, I, you know, you're, you're three and a quarter smoking a stick in a big yellow outfit. I mean, I, it's, what are you doing here? Um, so <laughs> that, that was the last night. The only thing that was kind of scary about the trip was I was losing my voice between, you know, doing 10 shows or, you know, eight by the last night, smoking some cigars, walking around in the sun, yelling across the golf course, you know, the whole thing. 
um, really like raspy voice and, and it was, you know, not feeling so good. So my voice was cracking on the second to last show. So I had to drink tea and really take it easy on the last, uh, last show. You probably could hear it's a little hoarse now, but, um, all in all, man, such an amazing trip. Check out the social media and the Instagram for the pictures. I'm going to show a picture of the snake. Um, try to get the video of the snake up. You could see that right on the first tee box before we teed off, there was a five-foot fucking snake there. And then after it ran off and or slithered off, a rabbit was right where it was standing. And the rabbit like looked around and smelled and then ran the other way. And we just started laughing. Like The rabbit was like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna, this is not going to work out for me. But we saw roadrunners. We saw uh, quails. Is that the thing? This thing had like a fucking mohawk. I saw the weirdest looking thing. And I was like, what is that? He goes, oh, that's a roadrunner. And we went right up to it. And he's like, oh, wait, there's a nest. That's the mother. Let's get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting fucking, I'm not getting my eyes gouged out by a roadrunner. You see wild shit out there, wildlife and stuff when you go golfing. But it's literally the most beautiful. Like if I wasn't in show business, Vegas, like the outskirts in Nevada would be one on my list. I probably, you know, Arizona too. But when you see those red rocks and you're just standing out there, you're like, dude, you could get a three-level house with a two-car garage in a gated community out there for like a thousand a month. Like you could live out there. Like, and I mean live like nice. And then what you're going to do is you're going to be like, oh, we're saving money. And then you're going to drive at night and get addicted, go to the casino. And then you're going to lose your family and, and your children. And you're going to be fucking, you know, sucking cock on Vegas Boulevard for some... <laughs> It'd be funny if you just saw somebody's lifespan, you know, a businessman, started to save money, just started, got into gambling, got into gambling, just lost it all. That's the scary thing out there, man, because you could get, like, I lost 200 bucks through the course of the week, not bad, and then, you know, you just start losing, and you're like, ah, so, and then all of a sudden you put it on a number that hits, and you win, and you're like, oh my god, this, this could happen all the time. It's actually dangerous. Gambling is a fucking dangerous game. And then you see all of the restaurants and everything going on out there. Penn and Teller was out there, and we were going to try to go in between shows or after the last show and see an hour of it. But we just didn't, you know, there's just, we just didn't, you know, have the time. I don't want to run around and go watch some, you know, maybe when I'm out there on my own. But, um, yeah, so anyway, the, the red eye flight on the way home was so shitty that I get home at, eight o'clock in the morning and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to spend Labor Day with my family. And don't get me wrong. I spent Labor Day with my family, but I was just laying there like half asleep on and off. My wife was like, do you need coffee? Are you all right? I was fucking out of it. I felt like I got shot in the neck by a fucking dart gun or a tranquilizer. I was just finished. Um, but, uh, next time I go to Las Vegas, I think I'm going to play golf once or twice I think that's it, and then I'm going to have to have a day or two to, like, sleep in and watch my voice a little bit. Ten shows in, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, ten shows in five days in that heat. Um, but I got to tell you, it wasn't like New York weather. I'm not going to get into fucking weather on the on the podcast, but, like, New York, I got here, it's you know, 95, humid. You feel like you're in an oven. It's brutal. You sweat going to your mailbox. Out there, it could be 92, and it's dry and feels like 75 with a breeze. It's nothing. Um, so that was the Vegas trip. Check out all the stuff on social media. Check out the, you know, there's and there's a great story on there on uh, Patreon as well. Um, so you guys can see that for uh, $3. And go to Capper Network and do these predictions for less than... 
for less than three because it's fucking nothing. So how can you beat that? Um, I guess there was a little controversy at um, Aretha Franklin's. I didn't even know, but a pastor was, you know, inappropriately touching or they said that. And it's like, I missed it because I was out there, but I guess a pastor was inappropriately touching um, Ariana Grande. And when I saw the video, because I never like to judge shit. You know, you never like to judge shit and, you know, and I don't want to be biased or not because, you know, I'm friends with Pete and, um, you know, she's dating my, my good friend Pete Davidson and everything. And I looked at it and I'm not going to lie. That one seemed a little weird. Like to hold on to somebody, to hold on to somebody like that. Like if you're going to put your arm and like she looked at it, she looked at it with his arm around her like torso touching her side of her breast and then um yeah and then like she just like looked at it looked uncomfortable looked at him and leaned back and he stayed doing it and it was just like you know when you hear things without seeing it you're like oh let's see you know is, is the media blowing this up what's going on no 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 that was fucking completely like if you look at it and that's your daughter or that's your and again, I'm not saying this because I know Pete, you know, and uh, I, you know, I met her and, and, and all this stuff. I'm really not. That shit was fucking uncomfortable. If that shit was my daughter, I would have words with that guy. I really would. Like that was some, that was some fucking, I think, over, way over the top, uncomfortable shit. And I really, because when you see her face looking at him and you see his hand, you know that like, no, 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 this is not right. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely 100% in agreement with the people that think that that was wrong and uncomfortable. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think that it was incredibly, um, you know, intrusive to her and her privacy. It was fucking awkward. And, um, I'm a hundred percent. So anybody saying, oh, no, that's not that big of a deal. And it's not that it definitely was really fucked up and wrong so uh, and apparently he came out and apologized but like if dude if that's my daughter that's going to be the last sermon that guy does for a long time because he or he's going to have to talk out of his asshole because that's where the mic is going to be fucking buried because i got to tell you something dude that was ridiculous and i i am telling you guys that i have not talked to pete davidson about this i have not talked to to I haven't talked to anybody that, that I'm friends with about this, really. I was in Vegas the last night I heard about it, and people were just like, nobody really saw it, so nobody knew what to say. But then, you know, nobody, you didn't know if it, it, this is a legit, legit fuck up and really wrong and uh, not cool at all. So, um, there you go. That's uh, that's all I got to say about that. I, if I think if you look at pictures, you realize that she's 100% right. And the people that were kind of like, that's not cool and outraged are 100% right too. That's all I'll say about it. Um, and I know you assholes are going to be like, oh, of course Paul's going to say that. He's, you know, Pete's friend. Didn't talk about him once. The last time I talked to Pete, we talked about the Giants game. Literally. So, um, but I was just like, shit. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that. It's funny how like, you know, and I don't want to get into this and I don't want to upset anybody, but it's just funny how like, it just seems like some, I want to, I want to point out the word some, some religion 
just just uses their uses their what's it called? I don't even know what the word is. They use their religious safe haven or they use their their words of God and all that for really kind of bad shit. You know, you hear about like some of these places that, you know, they just, they, they take the money and you obviously know about what these, you know, these fucking disgraceful people that are, you know, uh, these pedophiles that are abusing young boys and abusing children and doing that. And, and you know that they, you know, use the safe haven of God in the church, you know, while doing it. And it's so despicable, but like, it's just like, there's almost like this, this, this pass you know that they that that you know oh that person wouldn't do that come on that, that's a that's a man of god he would he wouldn't do that and it's just like you know when you hear some of these things i remember they did something they did some show where um they were lying to people where the guy would like call somebody out and do that like miracle stuff or like yeah when they touch you you fall or something but like they they revealed that they would get information about the person and then the pastor would come out or whoever would come out and go yes and and let me guess you have a brother that's sick and you and like and, and like say all this stuff and they would be like all wowed and couldn't believe it and it was just a fucking money making bullshit scheme and i'm not saying that here i mean this is just a pervert groping somebody but it just makes you think that i think um you know i think that using that you know like cuz the pastor's probably thinking oh i'm just doing you know like and then, like, what is he afterwards? Yeah, I'm gonna I got, I got a feel. I got pastor. How come pastor had to have him a nice house, or, or why come pastor had to drive him a nice car? Well, don't ask any questions. Just give the money. Uh, half of you people know what that's from. That is from the pastor scene in, um, in uh, what's it called? Uh, oh my God! Don't be a menace while drinking your juice in the hood or whatever. The Wayne's brother. Um, the Wayne's Brothers movie, but anyway, um, where, how far along are we here? I know, I'm tired, I had a long trip, I wanted to just give you guys a, uh, an update, this was more of like just telling the stories of what was going on, so, um, yeah, oh yeah, so this is what it says, Ariana Grande, Bishop apologizes after allegedly groping at Aretha Franklin's funeral, that's what I mean, you're at Aretha Franklin's funeral, and this amazing singer, which Ariana Grande is, an amazing singer, is there to do a fucking, you know, a tribute and a great job and sing for probably somebody that inspired her. And this fucking piece of shit comes up and has to put his arm around and grope and like have it be like that. And then just days later apologize for it. It's like, what are you doing? What, like, what, what the fuck are you doing, man? It's fucking ridiculous. It really is. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, I don't blame fucking Pete for being pissed off and wishing he could. Because I bet you if Pete could have done something, he would have done... Oh my God, how great would it have been? If I would have just saw my friend Pete's fucking blonde hair. His dyed fresh blonde hair. Just jump off and just start choking this guy out. Could you imagine the fucking news? Could you imagine? Oh my God. I just see tall, see my buddy Pete, just tall, just fucking putting this guy in a fucking chokehold while he's calling for Jesus, he's calling for God. Um, anyway, there you have it. Uh, guys, I fucking rambled on this one, I know, and I didn't even do unacceptables for you guys, so I'm sorry. 
So, uh, and I talked a lot about sports, which I'm sure some of you, and I know some of you in other countries don't give a shit about. So I'm sorry. If you didn't like this one, if this one wasn't for you, I'm sorry. All right. I'll come back next week. My voice will be better. I won't do every prediction on football. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, fuck it. It is what it is. I enjoyed it. Time went by fast for me. I hope you guys did too. Sign up for Capper Network, will you? And, um, go to paulverzi.com, guys, for upcoming shows, okay? Here's where I'll be. I think we changed dates. Yeah, we did change dates for um, the New England dates. So I'll let you know about that. But uh, how many views does this thing have? Um, A big announcement coming, guys. And I know I've said that for a while now, but I found out some really cool shit today. And you guys will hear it too. Um, New York City, I'll be in all of September. I'll be doing shows all over New York City. October, I will be at the Comedy or the Loft Comedy Club in Chicopee, Massachusetts. But I think I'm going to be changing the date just till um, the week after that. Okay, I'll be doing the Comedy Cove again in Jersey. I'll also be doing Uncle Vinny's uh, this fall. And uh, a lot more dates are going to be added uh, very, very soon. So uh, you guys can check out paulversley.com. This has been episode 370. Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, Check me out. Check extra stuff out. Extra pictures, podcasts, posts, all that on uh, the Patreon, the Paul Verzi, the TV Patreon, and all that for $3 a month. Uh, I'm going to go get some rest. Thank you guys so much. I will talk to you guys soon.